Uh, what? Uh, hi, hi, everybody. It's Joe Lapore. That's right. It's me, Joe, the voice of Bello on Rude Tales of Magic. How's it going? And it's me, Taylor Moore, producer of Rude Tales of Magic and the dean that the dean in the show was based on. I love my wife. Now, Joe, this is not an episode of Rude Tales of Magic. No, but it could be in some languages something better. <laughs> yes, it's our other podcast. Everyone on Rude Tales plus me is in this other show that you DM and it's in space. It's called, Oh, These, Those Stars of Space. What a name. And yes, it's in all of the podcast apps. If you're listening to Rude Tales on a podcast app. You are? Well, oh, These, Those Stars of Space is already there, baby. And what kind of show is it, Joe? It's a space-themed ac- narrative play. Uh, let me try that again. <laughs> Taylor, I am so glad you asked. It's in the script. It's a narrative play, space-themed RPG, a lot like Rude Tales, but on the Starship Enterprise. But not the Enterprise, because that's owned by Paramount. And also, unlike Rude Tales, the continuity of all these of those stars of space is a little looser. We sort of take more of an episodic, adventure of the week style, where characters move in and out. All the cast you love gets to play different characters whenever they feel like it. It rules. If you liked when, like, say, Carly, instead of Albie, played Torin in Come at the King, well, every episode of These Those, Carly gets to change it up with a whole new character. And today, we are sharing with you one of our favorite episodes. It's called Bride and Vroom. In this episode, I play a sort of a bartender shopkeeper character who has a pleasure dome aboard the spaceship where everybody lives, the Cavalier. His name is Baron Baudelaire. He's like a cross between uh, Quark from Deep Space Nine and Larry Flint. And Allie and Tim play Meredith Chesterfield and Gelmir Lysander, two young officers serving aboard the spaceship Cavalier who are also engaged to be wed. And we start out the episode where they're sort of, they're, they're meeting my character to sort of suss out his bar, his pleasure dome, to see if they can hold their wedding there, you know, as a venue. And uh, Joe, it takes a twist the listeners might not see coming. Yeah, a twist that might contain danger, adventure, High stakes and lots of laughs. So please enjoy uh, Bride and Vroom. And if you like that, consider joining us on the Oh, These Those Stars of Space Patreon, where we have whole entire episodes. Eight. There's eight whole episodes only on Patreon. And those episodes are some of the favorites of all of them. I think some of in some languages. Yes, (laughs) including English, the one we're speaking now. So if you haven't checked out the new show yet, or if you did back when we launched it and haven't revisited, now is the time to get into, oh, these, those stars of space. Pod me up, potty. Daddy, daddy, daddy. Set phasers to pod. Do you have a thing you want to say? Um, T, Earl Cray, pod. (laughs) That's better. Space. What endless mystery. Look at it. Wow. Who do dare uncover its secrets? The brave crew of the starship Cavalier do dare to scout the heavens, to see some moons, to take a dangerous galaxy trip. This is the true story of them that voyage among, oh, these, those stars of space. 
tonight's episode, Pride and Froom. Starring Allie Fisher as Meredith Chesterfield. Tim Platt as Gilmir Lysander. Taylor Moore as Baron Baudelaire. And Joe Lepore as everything and everyone else. Baron Baudelaire's log. Space date 1991.743912.v. We've been inside Corexian space for days, and the crew's beginning to show their nerves. Mostly, they distract themselves with buzzing about the impending nuptials of two well-known vanguard officers. While I don't enjoy the monogamy kink myself, as the purveyor of the ship's only for-profit pleasure dome, it's one I must respect. And as a businessman, I know a chance to make some buccarinos when I feel one rub against my numerous and varied twitching glands. This afternoon, the two engagerees will be stopping by my pleasure dome and auditioning it as a potential venue for their public platonic sex ritual. I'm looking forward to plumbing the depths of their resources and perhaps learning what would make two sentient beings commit to such an exclusive lifelong arrangement. I have a bet with my assistant Ozymandias about which one of them is the top. My guess? Neither. We open in the pleasure dome of the Cavalier. Yes, you've listened for weeks and weeks, and now we're finally here. And it is everything you've imagined, listeners. Gold everywhere. Gold everything. A band you wish you could have playing in your backyard at your own leisure. But no, they're here, making that lovely space music we love to dance to. The time of day, why it's only 1 p.m., yet people are moving about this space as if it's 3 a.m. on the eve of the end of the world. Aha! Welcome to Baudelaire's Pleasure Dome. Hi. Hey, thank you so much for having us. Thanks for having us. Well, thank you for considering us for the venue for your public platonic sex ritual. (laughs) (laughs) You're great. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. No, I mean, we've heard so much amazing stuff about it, and I've never been here before. I don't know about you, Meredith. I have not been here, honey. (laughs) But I feel like you actually would have, though. Yeah, no, I would have. I would have. I actually didn't know about it. You've never heard of Baudelaire's Pleasure Dome on the Cavalier? No. The ship's only for-profit Pleasure Dome. Well, I don't don't know. I didn't know about it. Just for record-keeping, Ozymandias, bring the clipboard over here. Can we have your full names, please? Here you go, my lord. Thank you, Ozymandias. Of course, master. Bad job. (gasps) Wink, (laughs) wink. Oh my god, oh. that, is, that is wrong in the best way. And I do need your names now. Yeah, I am Gelmir Lysander. 
And I am Meredith, Meredith Chesterfield, Chesterfield. And I am Baron Baudelaire. And of course, as we see, Baron Baudelaire is a sort of gray-skinned, small sphere of a, of a man. He's a, he's a you know, hominem biped, whatever you say. Uh, but uh, a tiny little fella who sits in an, who, who, he wears an iridescent, shimmering robe of catbug carapace uh, from his home planet of Carcosa. And he sits in a ornate, beautifully carved and engineered uh, sort of small diminutive throne chair that is held aloft by four very thin creatures who carry it around like, um, what do you call them? A sedan? Uh, a Gelmir Lysander is a tall, lean scar across his face, all of about 22 uh, though with eyes that betray a youthful naivete and desire to help and learn and love. There's Meredith Chesterfield. She's standing next to Gelmire, her fiance. She's 46. She is stunningly gorgeous. She's an explorer. She's extremely wealthy, and you can tell by looking at any inch of her body. She is covered in expensive things and expensive moisturizers and expensive jewels. So, Baron, basically we're just trying to wonder what packages you're offering. I'm sorry, Miss Chesterfield. Yeah. I can't help but feel that I've met you before and you've never been to the Pleasure Dome. I haven't. Have we met? Hmm. There's something about you that feels familiar. Is it because I'm hot and maybe you hang out with hot people? Um, can we start the tour? Hmm. Yes, and what was your name, young man? Yeah, it was uh, Gelmir Lysander. I would be the groom in this situation, so... uh, I know that's the second time you've said it, but it just seems to slip off the surface of my mind each time you say it again. You were wrong in the best way, you know? (laughs) I mean, it's like, I mean, you must, like, you should actually do, like... Because, like, just when you say stuff, it's, like, funny. It's like, you should do stand-up or something, because, like, there's, like, a tone of your voice is, like, sorry... Uh, uh, Don't yeah. apologize. You are so cute right now. Really? Yeah. I'm sorry. I always feel like I'm just putting my foot in my no, neck. No, it's not. Your foot is on the floor. So is your other foot, and your mouth is empty. And your foot is right next to mine doing like <laughs> a little like, Oh, my God. Uh, my feet hurt. Can we walk yet? Yeah. Yes, we can. I like you too very much. Oh, we ah! like you too. <laughs> oh, we don't get that reaction very often. Yeah, no. People people have problems with us sometimes. But but okay, so basically we are looking for a place that has we can do the ceremony here, we can mm-hmm. do the dinner here, we can yes. do the dancing afterwards here. All so, inclusive. Oh, so, remote- so much more. More? Nuptials. Mm-hmm. Dancing dinner. Yeah. These are but three corners of the dodecahedron of pleasure. Come, and I will show you each and every one. And he, Baron, Baron Baudelaire, motions to the band, and they begin playing a sweeping neoclassical arrangement. Then it seems to open up the space in its perfect and tasteful grandiosity. Welcome to the Pleasure Dome. I love neoclassical. Oh, is that... Yeah, that's the music, right? Yeah, me too. This is so good. I grew up on this. This feels, this already feels like home. Oh, I just, that's, I just. That's I'm, what we do here. So We make it feel like home, and then we make it feel like whatever else you want to feel like. Okay, let's go. Come on. Yeah, sure. Just, just, I don't really connect with this type of music. I mean, it's, it's great, but it's like, for maybe our wedding, could do something that's a little more both of us rather than just 
one of us. But th- that's a conversation we have a little bit later. No, but let's have it right now. Baron motions to the band and does, does a little double wink, and they stop the music, and they start playing disgusting jazz. Now this is what now this is what I'm talking about. That's sort of like it's got groove that you can really hear the soloists and the instrumentalists sort of take the head and really go. Oh, I mean, I. It's like I hear it, but I don't like it. Like I don't like this music. Of course, of course. Baron motions to the band, and, and then they begin a new song, and it's perfectly in between. <gasps> oh. Fuck Stop. yes, dude. Oh. Seriously, this is like exactly. We haven't even walked in yet. <laughs> yeah, well, yes, you have. Look down. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Oh, whoa, whoa. Okay. When did that happen? Exactly. This is an experience your guests will share. Delight and surprise around every corner. Behold, ah. the pleasure pits. <laughs> Whoa, okay, so I'm guessing this is sort of like the dancing portion? Yeah, you can dance in here, whatever else gives you pleasure. We'll have pleasure visited to you by one of the beings or devices that lives along the canyon of the pits. Meredith is going to walk up to the edge of a pit mm. to look down and see what's going on there. Oh, careful, those oh. pits are legally bottomless. Oh, hey, can you sit back? I just don't... Oh. I, I'm sorry, I'm being such a dad right now, but you just no. like, don't, don't stand too close to the edge. And, and, and of okay. course, uh, there's not much to see. These are the standard pleasure pits. Right. Okay. This is just what we keep okay. on hand. If you provide for me a date and a final head count, I could arrange for any type or degree of pleasure pits. These are simply the beige uh, pleasure pits. If you were something for the normies and the orthodox Unitarian. Yeah, well, so we're we're probably not going to have a final head count until like a month before because we're going to send out invitations like eight weeks, yeah, nine weeks before. Yeah, we're still not exactly sure how... We've got some friend groups that we need to figure out. Yeah. Can't invite... If we invite these people, then like the other people will be like, why didn't you invite us? It's I, like, no, I think it's an old earth saying. Can you give me a ballpark? No. I'd say bottom line, like, bottom, bottom like 75, but more like 100, I'd probably say. Right? Everybody's going to want to come. So with a 100% rate, that's 125. Let's One. say 150, maybe. Can we please? If we're doing 150, because if you're saying you're inviting your friends, then I'm, I'd like to go up to 200. So I am just worried about pricing that. I mean, I know it's, it's not a big thing it's for you, but for my family, my family, it's going to feel it's, it's unbalanced. So they're, they're going to feel so, so weird. But baby, that just I... perhaps we could find a solution that both scales and pleases all sorts. Ooh. I mean, come with me here. On here, take this moving walkway. <gasps> oh, <laughs> it's like on a motorcycle or something. <laughs> oh yeah. Whoa. Ah, and here we are. Well, I've already set it up to display for you. The hollow booth. Oh. Is this like a photo booth or something? Oh, a I what? do want to do a photo booth. A what? I do think we should do that because people like it and then a what? put it on their fridge. And they also they have like memories. Like we can put a little like, you know, you know, Gilmere and, and Meredith in yeah. the bottom. So they always like... And then we can print two so that we can have exactly. we can an album, right? Uh, I'm not familiar with the device you're describing, but this is a hollow booth. Okay. It takes three-dimensional images and recordings, motion, of course, oh. um, any sort of texture down to the nanometer, replicates them, and allows your guests to save memories that way. So it's like a photo booth except GIFs. <laughs> <laughs> mm. 
Yes, now you're speaking my language. But it's not just a hollow booth. As you can see here, and he, he lifts a, he li- he, a beautiful golden lever with a diamond top. He moves, and a, a door opens up on the floor, and up from it rises this, like, a nest of, like, big robotic scary arms Ooh. with, like, uh, scalpels and plugs, and some of them are biological. This is our appendage and orifice station. Anyone who's going to go into the hollow booth can choose appendages or orifices uh, to have for, for fun. Wait, are you fucking telling me that I can walk in with like fucking like talons? Like I can like like I can have like an extra like, or I can have like I can have like a like paws of like a tiger or something like that. This is so. Him. I love this. this yeah, is ex- I, it's it. Yeah, I it's like one what. of those things that I don't, I don't. Like, I like no offense, but I don't care about it. But seeing him happy, I cannot. Look at his can eyes. He, he loves I mean, this. We do it. I mean, it's like <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Two hundred's fine. I don't know what. I don't know right? what I think. I just like it's. It's gonna be a thing about my parents and like how much they they pay versus how much parents you pay. But like, yeah. It, I don't fucking care. I love you. I Whose parents too. would you say are? performing the lion's share of oh. the burden financially. Uh, my father, Meredith Chesterfield. What, what, what? Your father is Meredith Chesterfield? Yeah, my, he's my namesake. Oh, I thought it must have been a coincidence. In the distance, you hear Ozymandias gasp. <laughs> <laughs> the tack piano player stops playing. <gasps> What's happening? Oh, my piano player stopped playing. Oh! Ozymandias 2? Yes, Lord. Why did you stop? Play again. I was I was shocked by something, Lord. I told you. Never let being shocked by something make you stop playing the piano, Baudelaire. I'm getting better, Lord. Um, during this exchange, uh, Gelmir is, uh, is uh, grabbing uh, Meredith's hand to be, just to be like, oh, kind of awkward, but we're here together. Yeah. Baron Baudelaire moves a little joystick, and the four creatures that are holding up his palanquin move him very close to Meredith. Meredith is so rich, she's not intimidated. Good. I can tell. <laughs> Shouldn't say that. <laughs> I talk with God about the rich. <laughs> you know, Miss Chesterfield, yeah. giving pleasure to those we love is... I'm sorry, would you open closest your eyes? Closest thing, no, okay. is the closest thing I would consider God's work, a sacred calling. Hmm. And would you believe it that for only a thousand buccarinos more, I could have the appendage and orifice station include ovipositors, which are both an appendage and an orifice. Can you tell me more about that? Mm, yes, I tried one last week and it was... Egg, extraordinarily good at making me come. <laughs> <laughs> and this is so just. I just want to clarify: our our wedding guests getting memories made of them orgasming before, after, during. It's up to you in the hollow booth. So, go ahead. This is you. This is your thing. If you, do you is that what you were thinking this was? <laughs> so honestly, I love it. Yeah? Uh, yeah, but I think it's one of those things where, like, we open it up, like, yeah. halfway through the dancing. So it's like the night's okay. already been going. It's okay. like, and if they want that option, then go for it. But, like, we don't want it to distract from the ceremony, from the dinner, from even the yeah. beginning of the dance. Oh! Like, okay. The dinner. Oh. Uh, mm. 
Gelmir, am I saying that correctly? Yeah, I mean, Gelmir, Gelmire, either way, I mean... <laughs> You've done this before. Get married? No. What? No, no. What? No, I have not. I, I only say that because he's so wise and clever. Very good at Aww. planning a wedding, I think. Oh, I've just, I've been to them and I've sort of always wanted to have one. You said dinner. Yeah. Yes. We, we would love to, we'd love to have a dinner and we are very much hoping to find a venue that will include the dinner so that we don't have to do a separate catering sort of uh, contract. Exactly. I think we prefer plated, but we'd also do family style. We'd also do buffet, to be honest. Yeah, and honestly, if we're doing 200, we might bump it up to 220, but that's going to make it a lot of vegetarians. Mm. Yeah, and, and honestly, we'd have to think about, think about gluten-free options as well, as well as, I don't care about pescatarians. We don't have to deal with that. Um, no. Uh, there are some allergies we have to think there's some people who like, they're not allergic to cilantro, but they just don't. But they it. don't like it. it yes, it you tastes. took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> oh my God, put them back. Okay. Okay. Open your mouth, sir. I'll be closing your mouth. My mouth is open. <laughs> and I'll put you. Oh, oh, oh. You, you two be, are fun. Do you want You're invited. I, you're, I'm saying. No, it. totally. Yeah, totally. you're invited. Two twenty-one. Two twenty-one. Many people, I think, don't get the vibe of this place, but you two are a perfect fit. Now, Ozymandias has provided the three options for dinner. Ooh. Can I have a drink? Oh, yeah. Ozymandias? Um, yes, of, of course, of course, Baron, but first, um, Baron? No, after the dinner options. But Baron, please. Behold, and he takes a, a metal cover off a plate. Chief. <laughs> it's, it's a picture. Of course, a chief could never fit underneath this sort of food covering. I don't know what you call them. But as you can see from the picture, it's a chicken the size of a cow. Or, option number two. <laughs> he pulls another uh, cloche off a table. You see that there is a cow the size of a chicken that has been fried and is sitting on the plate. Or bicken. So I'm. I like this. A cow the size of a chicken. Well, can we get both options, or do they have to make a decision before they show up? Can we do buffet? Yeah, good. I, yeah well, so, we, so Baron, Baron, I'm sorry. Ozymandias, hold on. Uh, and of course, with the vegetarians, and he pulls off another cloche, and inside is like a a weird, like a beige, soft-colored helmet, and he says, "This is a machine that makes you feel that you have eaten." <laughs> So, okay. Oh, okay, wait, I can tell you like that. I Well, so I think that's kind of fun, right? Because it's like you want them to have some stories so when my, they leave. My only concern is that, like, Are if they, they actually haven't eaten and they're going to be drinking the whole night, then they're yes. going to get way more drunk than they want to. You know what I mean? Well, like, we'll cut them up. We'll say no shots. We can't. No. They're ha- so Baron, if I could only for a moment. We'll do open bar, no shots. Sorry, I my Yeah, so one second. There has to be shots at the wedding. But we're if my guys are gonna be there and there's no shots, I'll be fucking like pulled over the ring. Fine, but shots are done when we open the uh, memory you can't crate. Put the limits on shots. Yes, you can. No way. I draw the line. Stop. You're gonna make me say okay. Well, I want to hear you say okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Done. Okay. No <laughs> limits on shots. <laughs> Everyone's getting the chief and the bicken and. Food lie helmets also for everyone. We'll just we'll just encourage the vegetarians to have a lot of the hors d'oeuvres. Yeah. Oh, past apps. Yes. I want them past. Oh, they'll be past. Baron, I really must insist. Ozymandias, what is it? You, Baron, you're being hailed on your private frequency. What? Why didn't you say anything, boy? Is Baron, it about, is it about my drink? No, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Ozymandias, you 
uh, get Miss Cheshirefield a drink uh, while I answer. And excuse me, uh, you two. Um, I must take this message. Ozymandias scurries off to the bar in search of a drink for Meredith. And as he does, seven hulking robots carry over uh, about like a 70-inch flat screen panel for Baron to take this call. <clears throat> just, um, you know, you can look and listen, but just don't tell anyone. Thank you so All much. All right, and you won't mind paying up front. Wait. That's, <laughs> can that oh, be- got to take the call now. The view screen clicks on and a man appears before you. If you were a fool or an ignorant person from the 21st century, you might confuse this figure for a dolphin with his gray skin, dark little eyes, his alluring smile. But you're not a fool or an idiot of the 21st century. You, listeners, are walking galactic Wikipedias, aren't you? So, I don't even need to tell you that this is clearly an Orcon from the planet Orco. His flowing green hair is another dead giveaway. Pat yourselves on the back, you clever listeners, you. No. Baron. No. Yes! Delicious Carmel. Baron Baudelaire, my man, my man, how are you? What sin have I committed to bring such a curse upon me this moment? Baron, please, you wouldn't dare say such a thing about your oldest and dearest friend. I would and I did. (gasps) Oh, you wicked little man. You wicked, wicked man. What are you calling about? Delicious. I know it can't be what I think it is. We must be light years away from whatever hellhole you ended up in. Oh, you hadn't heard? I've recently been installed as the Viceroy of Room X9. Viceroy? Viceroy, indeed. An uncle had a torrid affair with a member of the Crexian ruling council, and here I am, installed and having a go of it. Legitimately. Isn't that fun for me? <laughs> of course you would end up working with the Corexians. And you? I see it seems you have finally graduated from mixology school, my <gasps> friend, because you're running your little establishment here on some ship, is it? Sigma cum laude from mixology school, I'll have you know. I'm desperate for that drink. Yeah, I would like a drink. It'd be really nice. Uh, Ozymandias uh, hands you the drink. <gasps> here you go, Meredith. A drink... Uh, she tips Ozymandias $100. Dollars. <laughs> <laughs> you must be getting mm, weak bones spending all that time up in that ship. Why don't you come down and pay me a visit? <laughs> Who has the time to travel so far? We can't be anywhere near Room X9. Why, you're only... Oh, what's that? Three parsecs away. It's what? Simply... Yes. And for an old friend? <laughs> I knew that. I turned the view screen off, and I, <laughs> Baron Baudelaire looks at Meredith and, and, and Gilmire. Um, I haven't been paying much attention to the uh, newsletters that have been going ab- about, about, out about the ship's details. Is that true? Are we near Room X9? There's a newsletter? Uh, yeah. Have you guys not been reading my column? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking slam cut to that column. <laughs> this letter is from... AK-47. <laughs> he got it in one. <laughs> the magic of improv. <laughs> this letter is from AK-47 asking, Gelmeyer, I've been I've been seeing this new girl recently, and I want to make thing I want to take it the whole way home, but she seems more into just 
hanging out and hooking up and not even talking about us being an actual relationship? How do I make it to the next level? AK-47, that's a pretty great question. What I would have to say to you is, if she doesn't want to be with you, there's no convincing her otherwise. Enjoy it for what it is and be completely upfront about what you want. If she can't accept that, maybe it's time to find somebody else. And that's me, Gelmeyer, talking to you via the newsletter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, yeah, of course I, I read your column, Gelmeyer. Yeah, Meredith um, holds his cheeks in her palms and she kisses him gently. And she says, You give relationship advice to other people? Yeah, there's a lot of people on the ship. I'm terribly sorry to interrupt, but look, I'm in a lifelong, mortally dangerous prank war with a dolphin man named Delicious Carmel. And I thought he was much further away than in actuality. It turns out he is. He's now calling us on the phone, and apparently he's in a planet just one neighborhood over. So I need you to back me up here, okay? And I turn the TV back on. You turn it back on and Delicious Carmel is eating a huge cake and just like has no has feels no shame about it is just like enjoying it. He's eating it with his hands, which are sort of like big dolphin flippers that have sort of become like have like the sort of the hint of fingers to them. And he's just he's just putting it in his mouth. Oh, you're back. Oh, honey, I love that cake. Yes, giving just giving two clients a tour of my for-profit pleasure dome. That's so fun. I hope you'll be able to find time to come down, Barrett. I haven't seen you in so many years, and if you don't, I... Well, I'd be so upset I'd probably let something slip about your presence here to mm, the Corexian High Command. Um. You wouldn't. There's 800 souls on your ship. Wow, thank you for helping me out with some important data to tell the High Command. They'd be very interested in such a large and powerful vanguard ship in their space waters. Hey, Baron, didn't you just get back from there? Why why would you want to go again? Oh, I mean, sorry, was I not supposed to say that? What? No, Gelma, you're supposed to keep my... Uh, agreement with the Corexian High Command is secret. Oh, I mean, never mind. Um, Ozymandias, uh, can I get that drink, please? <laughs> Close one, Gelmire. You almost let it slip about me being even higher up than uh, uh, my friend here on the view screen. Wow, I love that. I didn't even know that you went. I did. Hmm. And came back. Well, then, I suppose as a... Hmm. As a man with many contacts, I'll just have to let the Concilium know that there's a Corexian spy in one of their vanguard ships. I turned the TV off. Fuck! 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 fuck, I'm sorry. Fuck! Wait a minute! I I thought that was helping. I just, I thought that was being like a, because it seemed like he wanted you to go there, but you already went there, so it was like a power play. You're a Corexian spy? No, I'm not. Meredith takes out a gun. No, no, um, no. Uh, When you do that. It's full of gems. (laughs) Baron's throne, like, all these little robot arms, like come out and they've all got little different types of guns and they're pointing <laughs> all the different ways. No, boys, down. Down, boys, down. Uh, Gelmir takes out nunchucks. Honey, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I've, I've been working on it. Check Can it out. You pl- ow. Careful, careful. Ow, ow. Oh, You're hitting ow. yourself. Fuck. Ozymandias places you both in a chokehold. <gasps> oh, 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 Ozymandias, oh, no, oh, no, no, no. Code green. Oh. Oh, green. Oh, okay. 
Are let's you all, are you all right? I'm all right for now, but let's all be cool. You know I would take a bullet for you. And I for you. Hey, Meredith shoots up, and you see that it's just like a semi-precious stone that flies out of the gun <laughs> into the ceiling. Oh, free sapphire. I want to know what's going on here. Were you on that planet or not? I wasn't. It was a bad lie that Gelmar convinced me to do. Oh, my God. That was so good. Thank you so much. I, I was you. just... I, You're like a spy. I felt like that. I was like... Because I, I was like, oh, Listen hey. Listen me. I hate to interrupt Gelmar for the sixth time, but I must tell you that... Uh, Delicious Carmel has got us in a double bind, and oh. I'm afraid that I've got to turn this view screen back on because well, he's got us over the proverbial barrel, old earth saying. And it basically oh. means that he can make us do anything he wants. I'll say right now, for the both of us, yeah. that we will help you get out of the situation. Great. I turn, uh, the, I turn the viewfinder back on. Damn it. Great. And several children are wiping Delicious up from having eaten the cake. He's got it all over him, and they're they're gently cleaning him and wiping him down and you know, napkining his face and, and cleaning the table. Ah, delicious. You're still there. Well, I've been waiting for you, dear. Oh, sorry. Um, we just had a brief discussion, and we've all decided that it's time for that vacation we've been talking about. Yeah. To the speed moon of Vrumex 9. What an incredible coincidence. Speed moon. That's simply wonderful news. It'll be so good to catch up, my dear. It'll be hard to catch with how fast that speed moon will be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know when to laugh because I usually yeah. don't have some. You, yeah, thank you. I'll see you all down here moonside. Toot sweet. <laughs> Meredith jumps on Gelmire's back. Whoa, shit. Okay. Shh, I got you. Shh. I got you. Okay. Please, you have Giddy to. Giddy up. You have Gala. to warm me. Okay. okay. <laughs> Doing circles around Baron. <laughs> love you. She I lo- kisses the top of. I love you too, though. Can you please get down? Out, 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 out. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Was it my heels? Sorry. It was the heels. I just put them straight into your back. I'm literally not a horse, though. One day. Yeah. Oh, fingers crossed. Well, I mean, with what? The, with the with the thing with the machine. Yeah. After midnight, I can, I can go oh, wolves yeah. in. <gasps> and you can literally You are going to love that. Horse. And you're going gonna... to like that. You're okay. going to like ride me like a horse. We're going to have sex later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I am going to yeah. do a better job. Okay. <laughs> Everyone Amazing. in the Pleasure Dome, it, it is silent. It is just completely silent. Every eye and optical sensor is turned to the couple. <laughs> turned to these two having this conversation. Okay. No, good. and I promise that. Yeah. Um, good. Baron. This is fucking crazy. We're loving this. It's getting us off in a crazy way. We want to help out. We also would know that we are putting ourselves at risk. And so if we do do this for you, we want to know that we have maybe some kind of discount. No. Slam cut to moon. <laughs> <laughs> As you phase onto the surface of Room X9, the first thing that hits you is the heat. Oh, well, its sun, Vroomstar Major, is quite far away. Vroomex Prime is known as the mirror planet for a reason. <laughs> it's so dang shiny! Heat rising off the asphalt makes the mountains in the distance wave and shimmer with mirage. The second thing that hits you is that smell. Serving on sleek vanguard ships has made this scent foreign to you, but after a moment it hits you. Exofuel. Of course, the highly pollutive substance was outlawed in the Concilium several years ago, and its only use left was in underground starbike races. Hmm. Heat. Asphalt. The smell of exofuel. The slowly growing sound of starbike engines getting closer and closer, mixed with a 
screaming crowd. Perhaps looking in the other direction is a good idea? It's Starbikes. Oh, no. I love Starbikes! Oh, shit. They're so cool. I ran away from home when I was 15 and I was a Starbike racer. Wait, what? Hold we'll up. talk about it later. Hot. She turns around and starts running towards the Starbikes. Wait, you realize you don't have to run far because you discover that you are on the course. We're and on there the are course. three s- screaming Starbikes <gasps> headed straight for you. What are you going to do, Meredith? Wave. Look out! Wave! I'm going to wave! They're coming right for you. You're going to get hit. No! Meredith, no! Um, okay, I, uh, I reclaim myself from nostalgia, and I dive to the left. Ugh! <gasps> you okay? I'm okay. okay. Starbikes. Baron, what are you gonna do? I utter the code word, and the creatures holding my palanquin engage in a series of evasive maneuvers. Great. Can everyone make a lasers roll to see if you can escape? I got oh, lasers feeling. Let me see what Taylor rolled. I rolled a six, the worst you can do. Okay, great. Um, Tim, you can ask me a question. What should we, from what's about to come, what's one thing we should avoid? Tim, I'll tell you this. You should avoid losing. Okay. Everyone okay? Through the power of love, Gelmeyer and Meredith safely dodge. And we land and our arms around each other and we're making out. Yeah. The Baron is screaming, evasive maneuver, gamma, alpha, delta, gamma, alpha, delta, god, God, evasive maneuvers, god. As he attempts this maneuver, the creatures holding his palanquin are just a fraction too slow, and he is knocked by the approaching Starbike and spun around, 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 around. Baron! I like it! Oh, good! (laughs) As you just nearly survive a near-death run-in with a pack of Starbikes, the lead bike breaks into a slide, stopping at a perfect 90-degree angle in an extremely cool maneuver I have invented for the first time. Sick. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Holy fuck. The second and third place cars pull off the same slide because, hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> Space rules. Smooth. Stepping out of the first star bike is a woman with orange skin covered in little blue squares and has two small robots for hands. <gasps> One of those robots holds a gun. Whoa, <gasps> fuck. The other two pilots are Drillions, which, again, you geniuses don't need to hear me say, are akin to yellow, four-foot-tall moles. Their hands are normal, but they are holding heavy wrenches. The woman points her robot-holding gun hand at Baron and says, What do you think you're doing on the course? Admiring your hands. What's your name? My name? Yes. Spitzika. Spitzika. It's a pleasure to meet you. Do you know what the penalty is for... Being on course during a race? Oh, please tell me it's having you search me for weapons. No. Dude. The only thing I'll be searching is your corpse, buddy. I'll take it. And the gun cocks. Don't kill me. She fires. I was speaking... Positively. Oh! Make make a laser... Oh! 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 oh. No, make a laser's roll. <laughs> Just decided you died. <laughs> <laughs> she got me! <laughs> All right. Evasive <laughs> maneuver, God! That's my Yay! number! Yay! Oh. Yay! Yeah! Baron, ask me a question. What is Delicious Caramel's biggest weakness? <gasps> Ooh, that's a good I would know question. this because I yes. had history with Delicious yes. Caramel. Yeah. Sweet Tooth. Oh, oh. the cake. <gasps> uh, do you want to describe how you dodged this shot? 
The creatures that carry Baron Baudelaire's palanquin and Baron Baudelaire himself were caught off guard by the by the Starbikes because he was concerned about these two monuments of freaks <laughs> that he's traveled to this moon with and has immediately fallen in love, sincere love with. Uh, but this time, this is the first time some hot exotic alien has pointed a gun at him, and the creatures carrying his palanquin deftly and easily move him out of the way. Gummer gets out his vaser and points it at the um, the robot handwoman. Hey, back off. No one fucks with my friend, or Gelmir's gonna fuck you up too. Meredith also pulls out her gun that's full of semi-precious gems, and she holds it in both hands with her legs slightly apart, and then she sort of, like, um, puts her head, tilts her head down and glares. Oh my god, why Why do you do this to me? Shut the fuck why up. Why do you do this to me? Because <laughs> I'm hot. Yeah, you, you don't have to pose like Kiss that. Kiss me on the cheek. As you two start flirting, the guns in each of your hands are knocked out by the wrenches of the two drillion. Shit. Ow! Come on. My handies. Oh, your baby. <laughs> Spitzika, my more diminutive new friends, the two little ones there, the yellow ones, we need not resort to violence. You interrupted a race. A race I could have won. A race that would have guaranteed me a long and comfortable life. The only way this is settled on Vrumex 9 is with death. If those hands can do what I think they can, I can promise you a very long and comfortable life. But the other robot hand pulls out a knife. Oh, I'm loving it. But Speedsica, you've interrupted an important diplomatic mission. We're on our way to see delicious Carmel. Perhaps you should send word that his friend Baron Baudelaire has arrived. You think I've earned the right to talk to delicious Carmel? You must be insane. I am. You mu- yeah, And you already proved it by showing up on this course. Now die! And she fires again. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Amazing. I did it! <laughs> I, rolled these, I can only roll one number that works, and I did it. Baron Baudelaire dodges again. Speedsica, speedsica. Help me out, and I'll take you far away from this hot, dusty Starbike planet. Help you out how? Simply pass word along to delicious Carmel that we're here. In fact, tell everyone. Baron Baudelaire's in town. She needn't bother. (gasps) Racers, racers, please. These are my friends. And before you, coming down the stands and walking on to the course is delicious Carmel. You finally (gasps) take him in in all his glory. Offer still stands, Pizzica. He stands eight feet tall and wears a tank top that seems to be woven from the purest snow. (gasps) If you're attracted to him, listen, it's not for me, but you wouldn't be the first. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't. (laughs) Baron, my darling, it's simply been too long. How long has it been? Eight years? Since you left me for dead on that space station full of bees. That was a good one. I laughed and laughed and laughed after I escaped with my life. I'm glad you escaped. It was never meant to kill you, of course. All in good fun. All in good fun. All in good fun. That's what we say, isn't it? All in good fun. You said it on your own that time. This is crazy. You got this like whole thing. It's like it's like a it's like it's like a it's like a Colosseum in like ancient Annapolis or some shit like that. Yeah, I'm getting a vibe. I don't know if it was that, but something. Yeah. It's like it's just something here. It's like Baron. I'm so sad. You used to keep such interesting company. Oh, Tell spend me. ten more minutes with these two. I promise you, you won't be disappointed. 
He wants to be a horse. Tell me, is Ozymandias still well behaved? Don't let his name drip from that tar pit you call a mouth. Oh, I- Ozymandias. <gasps> I just said, do I just said don't do that. It doesn't matter what you say, Baron. When you're on Room X9, you're in my territory now. Don't you see? I've come into a little bit of power, and I happen to enjoy it. Well, I'm inside your house, said the fly to the spider. And yep. who will have the last word? The yep. spider who eats the fly. Nope. I'm talking about different species of spiders and flies. And this fly will win. Gelmir puts his hand on the Baron's shoulder. Baron, calm down. Look, we're all with you here, but... This guy's got the cards. We should go with him and figure out what we can do next, all right? And I promise you, if he says Ozymandias again, I'm going to fuck him up with you, all right? As much as you want to be a horse, you also are wise. Take us somewhere nice and give us snacks and drinks. Yeah! Yay! Appetizers. Oh, my God! Oh, and this was like a house cocktail or something. Oh, a house cocktail sounds good. Couple cocktails. Couple cocktails. A couple cocktail. (laughs) Yeah. Can we have a couple cocktails? No, no, seriously. Let's have a couple cocktails. (laughs) The entire arena is silent. (laughs) Everyone. (laughs) Thousands of aliens are watching. This is broadcast on the Neo Jumbotron. It's the size of an asteroid. You know, Baron, I can't help but think back to those days of yore, those days when you won Ozymandias from me. In it, what was it? A pie-eating contest? Yes, a pie-eating contest. You ate so many pies that day. Mm-hmm. Made me feel a little less delicious. Funny how, even though you're the one with the sweet tooth, I was able to cram all those pies in my teeny tiny body. <laughs> Booyah. Yes, it's so strange. It's, hmm. It seemed that day I suffered a loss of appetite. Oh. A thing I am very rarely known for. But please, 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 I would simply love to reminisce about the old days and just let everything be water under the bridge. But here you all are on Vroom X9, the speed moon. And here I am, the recently installed Viceroy mm-hmm. of Room X9, the Speed Moon. Congratulations, by the way. You Thank you. Yeah. And you, Baron, you know how much I love respecting local customs. Famously, sir. And I'm sure you know that on the Speed Moon, you live or die by how fast you fly. No. Yes. You can't. Yes. They're so young. I simply must, my lord. They're about to do what their species calls marriage. And they'll do it all the more, if only they race. Baron. No, you don't understand. He's going to make us race in the Starbike races of Room X9, the speed moon. Oh, you've already gotten there. I grew up on a Starbike. What? That's right. When I was young, my uncle had a Starbike and I stole it from him. And I wrote it. Meets the I wrote it around. We cut to a montage of Meredith's teen years. <laughs> there she are. She, there she is on the mean streets of Mars, wheeling and dealing and twisting and turning. Get out of my way! Hey, you can't ride that here. That's illegal. Say that again to my fucking tires, bro. <laughs> yeah, of course I'll race this chick. I mean, a chick can't ride a bike. Watch me. She kicks him off the bike. Whoa! <laughs> I don't he know. He falls if... down a canyon and dies. 
I don't know if you can ride with me. I live my life a quarter of a light year at a time. What? I used to. (laughs) (laughs) We cut back. Yeah, it was So you grew out of it at the end of the... (laughs) It was a long period of time. It was like six months. Well, yeah, we're all more than one thing. I promise I'll provide you with the best Starbucks I can get my hands on. And I'm sure the crowd will love it. What say you, my darlings? And the crowd erupts in cacophonous cheering. This no. is bad for me. No. This kind of, this kind of affirmation. This, no, it's not affirmation. Room X9 is infamous for ironic applause from the crowds. Oh, what does that mean? They don't like us. So they're just they're clapping and they don't mean it. Don't it's think. ironic. They're clapping that they hope to see us die. So, so I mean, it's not really ironic. They're still supporting. They're just being dicks. I don't. I don't get that. I don't get it. I don't like it. They're yeah. not invited. Yeah. Okay. No, definitely not. Definitely not invited. That keeps it down. But I do have a couple other people I want to add. So are we at 300 now? At least. Yeah. I think we need to be honest. Because also I forgot about all of engineering. If that's all, all of it, engineering can't come. I just, I just need to hear that you're in and then I can go take care of some other okay. business I have. Do we have a choice? Meredith puts her hand out and flat between Baron and Gelmire. Uh, Gelmire puts his hand in. Oh, between in and out and in and out, I think I'll have to finish in. Yakov team. team. (laughs) Okay, we need a name. We need a name. We need a name. We fade away from the racetrack and turn now to a dusty garage in a not often traveled corner of Room X9. As our three heroes walk into the garage, they wonder if they've ever seen more dust. Strewn about the space are three ancient Starbucks. These rust buckets haven't flown in years. The dust even covers the old mechanic, an old centipite with a bushy mustache. You wonder, did Delicious really give you the best three Starbucks he could get his hands on? Meredith doesn't care. She walks up to what the front of one of the Starbikes as if approaching a horse she was well familiar with. She puts a hand on either side, on either handlebar. She presses her forehead to the front of the Starbike, and she says, Hey, beautiful. You ever driven one of those? Oh, yeah, I have. Really? They're kind of antiques? No, it's a bit of a... It's a bit of a niche to have driven a Chesterfield. Yeah, well... They got out of the Starbike game. I turned to Gelmire. I was going to tell you. I... I didn't know. How do you think we made all our money? Honestly, murder. (laughs) (laughs) She steps away from the... She steps away from the Starbike... And approaches Gelmire. She holds his hand. That too. But first, <laughs> first it was Starbikes. I just, that's I was, awesome. I think it's really cool. I just, that's, I kind of wish I had known that earlier. And I'm not saying you should have told me. I guess I kind of am saying you should have. It's, I mean, it's almost like I didn't know to tell you it's so essential. I get it. Do you? I was born on a Starbike. In a race. 
That's fucking cool. <laughs> I just... It's cool that you think it's cool. It's cool that I found someone who thinks that's cool. I, it's, can I just say, it, it, it's, it's great. I'm so happy we're together. It's just, it's hard to realize that you had this whole life without me and just, we're going to be catching each other up for the rest of our lives. Hey, come here. So can I help you guys? <laughs> Hang on one second. Hold up one oh, second, sir. Please. All right. Yeah. She takes his hand and walks him up to the star bike. Says, Delmeyer? Yeah. This is my life. And she pats the star bike. Wow. And I'm a part of it. Yeah. Maybe one day when I'm a horse, you can pat me like this. <laughs> she jumps on his back. Hey now, hey now. Hey now, let's, oh. let's watch it. You're... You could hurt. You could damage the the bikes. Oh, uh, great. Sorry, I'm late. And Baron comes around the corner into the garage. Uh, he's the the creatures carrying his palanquin are sort of staggering. I was in the bathroom, uh, and he clearly has had tiny robots pressed into his skin. He's got like t- tiny robot shaped hickeys on his his neck and the sides of his head. My uh, man. Yes, that's you right. You did it. Yeah, I did. My goodness. Dude. Do those little guys see everything? Everything. <gasps> Will you officiate? Uh, we should check in before. Whoa. Oh, do it. Ask it. Will you officiate? Are those Chesterfield <laughs> Starbikes? They're the only three left on Vroomix 9. I just, what a weird coincidence, just like your name, Meredith. Baron, I have something to tell you. Yes? It's not a coincidence. W- what? I am the heir of the Chesterfield line. She says she turns, she scans, she takes all eye contact with all of them and lands on the mechanic. <laughs> well, I'm one of many heirs. Oh. I didn't know your family made the Chesterfield Starbucks. I thought you made your money with murder. I just want to be totally clear you heard. Will you officiate our wedding? Yeah. What? Will I'll you officiate our wedding? Of course. Oh. <sighs> Meredith hugs him. But first, we've got to get off the speed moon alive. Gelmir hugs too, gives him a little kiss in the forehead. Okay, Aww. but first, we have to get off the speed moon. Did I just hear you kiss the Baron on the forehead? You, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's ridiculous. He's our guy now, come on. Mm. Yes, yes, so we have to get off Room X9, but let's, okay, yeah. So, bikes? Yeah, but you're going to have a real problem getting off alive with these things. I mean, it's been a long time since these have won a race, you know what I'm saying? Meredith puts her hair up. Oh. And she says... <laughs> she was hot, but now she looks smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, glasses came out of nowhere. Um, and she says, wrench? No, my name's Spark. No, hand me a wrench. Oh, well, my name's still Spark. <laughs> I didn't ask. Cut to a montage where I fix up the bikes. Meredith, can you make a an expert lasers roll? No. Because as Meredith is going in to work on the bike, in the montage, we see the four creatures that hold up uh, the Baron's palanquin are no longer holding up his palanquin. He's just sitting on the ground. And the creatures flip down a welding mask. (laughs) And sparks begin to fly as Baron's creatures help Meredith. Amazing. That's a third die you can roll. Meredith is fucking... Going crazy. She is throwing wrenches left and right. You hear drills. You see sparks. You, uh, there's gas. 
flowing. He cuts to the bear and he says, Ha ha, I love a good screw. And he holds up a good screw. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Gelmeyer takes it in and nods approvingly. Okay, Dude, I got a two. I got a two, I got a two, and I got a four, which is my laser feelings. Allie, you can ask me a question. Okay. Um, is, are there any secrets or cheat codes to winning? Hmm. Joe, are there any cheat codes? Cheat codes. Are there any letters or numbers that we can say to <laughs> you that would act through the narrative? Shush. Come on. You know what I meant? I was just using that. Yes. What? If you, if you tell me the letters... P A I N T B R U S H. You can change the color of your Starbucks. <laughs> okay. I can't believe I like truly wrote H and then zoomed out and was like paintbrush. <laughs> Damn it! Great, thank you. Appreciate it. Anyway, back to Meredith. We see sparks flying. We see the the Starbucks being lifted up, and then you're under them, and then you're on top of them, yep. and there are like all the guts of the Starbucks are out, all the pieces, and you're putting them back together. My hands are like really dirty. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, Spark is over in the corner with Gelmeyer, and he's saying, "I'm actually a very good mechanic, but no one bothered to ask me about my story, so." I'm just taking a break, I suppose. Nah, she's doing her own thing. It's like sometimes she can be a little bullhead in that way. It's like, it's, it, it's weird. if you were to help, it would actually slow things down. So sometimes you just have to, like, there's an impulse to be like, oh, I want to be helpful, but just, like, take a step back, let her do your thing. She'll let you know when she actually needs to do something. Babe! Yeah? Drink! Yeah. Uh, do we have any drinks here? Water? Yeah, I guess we'll have to do that. Can we get some water? Yeah. All right, where can you point me in this direction, sir? <laughs> <laughs> and and spark and spark turns 15 degrees to motion to the water cooler next to him. Thanks, I guess. Yeah, I'm just gonna grab uh, the water and bring it to Meredith. Thank you. No problem. Okay. Okay. And then she does that thing with the rag, like on Grease Lightning, where she like flaps it and like hits the car. And uh-huh. it's all polished. Uh-huh. And then she's like, mm, done. And then she whips the rag over her shoulder and walks away into the sunset. Wait, come back. Oh. Yeah, you're, you got to race <laughs> okay. these, remember? Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. She comes back. Yeah. So we are all seeing three bikes here. Uh, they look like they came off the showroom floor. Mm. Gleaming machines built for one thing. Fast. Now, is there anything about the design of these three that might lead each of us to sort of uh, choose a helm? I think you should each describe why you choose the Starbike you choose. Meredith knows from being in the guts and the glory of the, the machines which one is the oldest. And she is attracted to that one as like the most ancient representation of her lineage. Gelmir, uh there's one that he can sort of tell has flame decals on it. <laughs> can sort of tell? And so... And so he's oh, wait, no, he's I right. Have to, I have to ask, how can you tell? <laughs> if you stand over here, you can see the flame decal. God, yeah. I didn't notice the whole time I was working on it. Yeah, no, I think I'm called to that one because it's got that... It, it, that flame makes... 
To me, flay means fast. <laughs> and I'll take the one remaining. <laughs> what was your name, man? Spark Guzzler. Spark. Here, for your trouble, these are buccarinos. Buccarinos? Yes. It's a currency, but you can only spend it at Baudelaire's Pleasure Dome on the CSS Cavalier. Oh, so I I can't use them at Delicious's Pleasure Sphere? Delicious has a pleasure sphere on this planet. Yeah, he does. All right, you two, listen to me. Mm-hmm. I cheated at the pie-eating contest. <gasps> oh, my God. The pie-eating contest in which I won Ozymandias. Yeah, you're so small. <laughs> Correct. I didn't stand a chance. Didn't sit a chance. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, the local press had a heyday with that line, let me tell you. Oh. So, I offered... Delicious Carmel, a, a, a congratu- congratulatory good sport toast before the piting contest. But inside was a tiny star. What? A, a star, but that. But if, if he drank a proper star, then that would limit his appetite. Exactly. The mass of a star is enormous, even tiny ones. Yes. True. The small, even the small ones are like really big. Because of the gravitational heavy thing. Oh. Exactly. And there was no, there was no room in one of his many stomachs left. For pie. Delicious Carmel knows that I acted untoward in an unsportsmanlike conduct at the pie-eating contest. I cheated. I said it. So we should be prepared for every dirty trick in the book. Or the EPUB. Or PDF. Whatever people read. The JSTOR? JSTOR. That as well. Every dirty trick in that. In the dot mobi. Even in the nooks? That's why I suspect dirty tricks the most. Baron. Look, we're all stuck on this fucking asshole moon shit together. And we're going to get out of it together. And we've got some tricks up our sleeve, too. We'll have to work together and, um, you know, just take each other's... I've got your back. I've got your back. And I've got your back. And I've got your back. <laughs> oh, I've, I've got, got your, your lips. Back. Oh, shut up. And I've got your back. Cool, man. Thank you, you so much. So, I'm so sorry. Did you work with somebody in my family? No. Okay, then I, I thought maybe that's where the backstory was going. Let's get our yeah. bikes out of here. Yeah, sure, because this guy isn't <laughs> so. We are at max capacity. I can't add He's any more No. Uh, oh, are we at max at 300? I doubt that. I thought thing. we already got to 350. Is that not we have to three, No, we did not say 350. We said but, 300. Oh, I talked about engineering. 400 is a round number. True. So is How many people are at your wedding? 400. Easy to say, easy to remember. Yeah. I mean, that is... That is verbally economical, and I love economy, so... Meredith kicks up the stand on her bike and is still, like, chatting and talking, and she sort of wheels her bike out towards the... Uh, Gelmir does the same thing, but he's realizing he can't really kick it. He doesn't really have to touch, so he has to lean down and sort of, like, prop it up with it and flip it back up with his hand. Nice. Uh, Baron, <laughs> the, the creatures that hold his palanquin have, like, attached his throne to the star bike, but they're the ones operating the handlebars and the pedals and everything. Now, where's this race? Back at the race course, of course. <gasps> oh! Yeah, on the side of the garage, there's like one of those cartoon maps that like small towns have. Yeah. Where there's like prominent. Everything, that's yeah. where the drugstore is, yeah. and that's it's down It's a cartoon hall. map. Yeah. Yeah. The mayor's got a big head. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a plane pulling like a banner that's like, <laughs> you know, Vroomets speed <laughs> So you head back. It's race day. The crowd is pumped. You can feel the energy coming off of the stands. You can feel the heat rising from the track. And you can see the hate in the eye of 
Speedsica and the other racers. They mean to win. And they're very good at what they do. I wink at Speedsica. She gives you nothing back. Oh, one and done, eh, old girl? Never done. Ooh, Ooh wow. you're hard to read. <laughs> I like it. Wow, look what you've done. You've done such a good job with these bikes. And delicious Carmel is walking towards you. I'm so excited to see who wins and who loses. I hope you're one of the two, because the third option is, well, death. Hmm. Anyways, Baron. Wait, so losing is fine? You if we win. lose, we can go home? You can, well, you can go home, but... Right. Baron, I, you know how much I love to make things interesting. Oh, no, this would be the first. Really? Well, see if this piques your interest. If you win... You can leave the speed moon with your life. But if you lose... Go for that one. If you lose... <laughs> Meredith, Meredith's giving big thumbs, thumbs up. Thumbs up. Yeah, yeah. If you lose, Baron, I get to poach Ozymandias with an even more generous compensation package than you already provide. If you can provide a better package than me, I'll eat the moon. Hope you're hungry. Yeah, he is. But hope, I bet you're not. Hope you... God damn it, Gelma. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'll take a step back and you try again. <laughs> no, the moment's passed. The moment's passed. <laughs> He's right. The moment has passed. Moment's I'm passed. sorry. And the race is beginning. Better get in your mics. Gelmeyer. Get on our what? Get in your bikes. <laughs> oh, he said get in your mics. Oh, yeah. Get in your mics. I just was your Viceroy. This is your Viceroy. I am Viceroy. I am the Viceroy. Shit. The race will begin. Oh. And delicious storms off. Gelmeyer. Yes. Quick. Yeah. Um, she pulls him aside. She gives him a quick kiss. Yeah. Okay. If anything happens, listen to me. Pull tight on the e-brake, hit the reverse, powoa, and then rip the... What? Wait, wait, what? <laughs> what? Back up. What? Go back. Okay. Uh, pull after, after pull the e-brake. Powoa. What? That what? means... Okay, that means lay, it, lay, on the, lay on the gas, but your e-brake's on. Oh. Wait, so hold on the e-brake. Yep. Lean back. Mm-hmm. Powoa. <laughs> and then <laughs> jump off the bike. And then jump off the bike? Right yes. at the beginning? That's how you don't die on a star bike. Oh, and then I can you get use, off immediately? But then I can use my nunchucks and then spin around and be like a helicopter. Honey, I don't know oh, about that. No. But okay, yeah. if that happens, I will come get you, okay? Okay. Is this one of those things where, like, you want my help? Or is this one of those things where I should just stay out of the way? I think... It's a thing where we might need teamwork. I'm ready for that. Okay. Before you, a hovering robot in a bikini descends. Damn. It's only. Oh my gosh. Are we seeing this? <laughs> you can see almost all of that robot. <laughs> it's. I can see it as well as the uh, flames on the side of your starfire. Paying attention. <laughs> yeah. So <Okay>. is I. <laughs> She holds a checkered flag. Oh. Yeah. The, uh, by the way, I want to check in. Does anyone want to use any cheat codes right now? Right now? No. Yeah. No. no. Yeah. Paintbrush. Uh, I want to turn my. <laughs> I want to turn 
<laughs> I want to turn um, no, my flame. No, you spell it, bitch. P A I N T B R U S H. Yeah. Cheat code confirmed. I want to change my fire, my fire into a uh, uh, rainbow. He does. The crowd cheers. <laughs> I. This is bad for me. Yeah, you, you don't need this. Okay. And with a wave, <gasps> the robot swings the checkered flag. You're off. Room. I start going. And the Baron follows immediately behind Mary. Nice, smart move. Um, uh, uh, and Gelmir is uh, uh, behind the Baron. Quickly, the, the stands of the race leave behind, and you're on the open road, weaving through the wilderness of Room X9. This race is a long, twisting, and dangerous course. The obstacles are natural and wild. Watch the branches! Meredith yells from the front, dodging in and out between trees. Meredith, when do we make our move? Uh, I think right now we're just trying to get to the end. Right. What move were you thinking of? I thought you had a move planned. Oh, I mean I do, but it's only in survival situations. I should have explained it to you too. Oh, power. Yes. Don't do it now. No. Wait for power. You've hit your first obstacle, a huge chasm. Do I power? No! Uh, hit the gas! Is there a ramp? Mm, there's no ramp. There are some natural outcroppings. Head for the natural outcroppings! Wait, what the fuck is a natural... What is yeah, that? Wait, I'm sorry. It's an outcropping <laughs> that was not made by sentient beings. There we go. <laughs> I said I'd have your back! <laughs> we correct course to the natural outcroppings. Great. Make a prepared feelings roll. All of us? Yeah. Oh my god. Oh shit. So you can roll a second time. Nope. I got a one and a three. Wait, feelings is above, right? Yes. Yeah, so I I'm I got both. And my second one is laser feelings. Ooh, I also got two the Baron the Baron is a hyperintuitive creature. He's a very low number. He's all feelings. And he's getting it. He's feeling the rhythm. And he realizes, oh this is just like perhaps giving pleasure to someone. You follow your instinct. The speed, don't think. Just do. Outcropping. Two successes. Tim, do you have any questions? Yeah. Uh, do you have any more cheat codes? <laughs> yes, I do. Yes. Are you, write down N-E-E-D-A-B-O-O-S-T. I thought it was going to be need a book. <laughs> <laughs> Go read, motherfucker. What, what is this? The goldfinch? <laughs> <laughs> Appears out of nowhere. I have no time for this. It's quite long. Yeah, that'll give you a brief um, speed and height boost yes. over an obstacle. Yes. Hell yeah. Okay. Gelmeyer and Baron zoom over the chasm with elegance. But just as they do, the natural outcropping crumbles beneath them. <gasps> Meredith, <gasps> you're... You don't have the you don't have the space. You're gonna crash. Uh, what do you do? I <laughs> I'm gonna hit the e brake and then I'm gonna lay on the gas and then I'm gonna power and then I'm gonna jump off the bike. Yeah. What about that cheat code I just mentioned? Oh, <laughs> paintbrush. P a i n t b r u s h. Her her black bike. The other cheat code. Okay. N e e d a b o o s t. At the last second, Meredith finds a special boost. With an extra kick of gas, she powers over the chasm and continues on with the race. 
Fuck yeah, she looks amazing. If you're looking at her, uh, it's like looking into the sun and you're right next to it. Like you could reach out and touch it. She's glowing. Her hair is still in that high ponytail and it's like whipping behind her like a horse mane, but human. For a moment, she goes off the chasm and you think this is it. But then as if her star bike does a double jump, she boosts back out of it and back onto the course. And her bike goes from black to red in the same moment. Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, uh, Gelmir is he's looking forward because he's on the bike. He goes, I couldn't see that, babe. You okay? Yes. Incredible job, Chesterfield. Thank you. We should be selling tickets to this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're continuing down the path and you enter a steep canyon. Suddenly, the canyon narrows. Barely enough room for your Starbucks. It twists and turns. Quick, left, right, left, right, roll. Feelings. I, ah. I, I, I failed. I got a one. Ooh, don't I got a one. I failed. I got a three. No, don't want a one. Don't want a one. Five. Yeah, baby. Success. Baron takes these turns like a seasoned pro. He's really getting into this. But as he does, his exhaust flies in the windshield of Gelmire and Meredith. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see. You I both, can't see. You both you both hear the the grinding as your Starbikes grind against the sides of the canyon walls and you <sighs> drop out of top speed. Gilmire, don't panic. <laughs> I'm panicking. I'm panicking. You're fine, baby. Just keep driving. Okay, okay. I got you. I'm right here with you. Okay. I'm here with you too. Hey, Red. I know, right? Whoa. I think red's nice for me. I think you're red. Well about the red. Well, you want to? I know you want to have a white dress. Maybe I wear like a red oh, tie or something like that. Oh my god, I love that! Like a floral red thing, like roses. Yeah. Holy roses are our theme. Epic. Roses are our theme. Fucking legends. Roses are our fucking theme. <laughs> oh my god, a rose at every table. I love that. But a rose at every, a little rose at every it's place. It's like that part. old show where you give one rose to a person you like. Oh my god, my mom made me watch that show. <laughs> I it was never so boring. Oh, it's like it's boring, but the like, canyon opens up. And you're able to get back up to top speed. But you've given the Drillians an opening. And the two Drillians pull alongside Gelmire. Bonjour. They're getting really close to you. Wait a minute. Uh, they're banging into you. Hey. What the heck? On either side, you're sandwiched. What do you do? I take out my nunchucks. I spin <laughs> it around and go bop, bop, bop. Try to bop their heads and bop them off their bikes. Can you make, uh, let's make two lasers rolls. One for each driver uh that was one laser's feelings and one failure ask me a question cheat code got any okay tim mm-hmm. write this down okay b a you got that yeah n yeah a n a right left Ooh. okay okay and that was oh come on <laughs> And that will that will release an oil slick, which may <laughs> great. Yeah. So you are able to, with your nunchucks, whack the head of one of the drillians, and he zooms off to the side and crashes. Gotcha, asshole. Meanwhile, the other drillian is still riding up alongside you. No, he's not. <gasps> Baron Baudelaire, seeing what has happened behind him, slams on his brakes. <laughs> And I've rode Laser's feelings. 
Wow, and I, you know, I didn't ask you to make a roll, so that should be for not, but you know what? You rolled laser feeling, so either way it works. Like, you look over, this, what drillions are called? You look over, and the drillion is like about to slam the bike into you, and he just vanishes. Like he hit a tree. Brake check. The Baron Baudelaire is slammed on his brakes. The drillion wasn't looking up ahead, and is taking this guy out. Uh, and my question is... Can I have a cheat code? <laughs> okay, write this down. Okay. B L A M. B L A M. B L A M. Okay. B L A M. Yeah, I got it the first time. When you activate that code, we cut back to the montage of Meredith working on the Starbikes. There was a moment as she worked late into the night when you two, Gelmeyer and Baron, went off to bed to rest your weary heads. But Meredith, Meredith was more awake than she had ever been. And there in the dark of the night all alone, she installed a little something extra in each of your bikes. That's right. A little gun. (laughs) (laughs) A little machine gun in each of your bikes. Does it shoot semi-precious stones? Yes. She had enough in what she was wearing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. Thank you, Barry. We got these assholes. Now let's win this race. Room. Let's do it. You said do it? Oh, come on. You said do I it. I didn't mean it like that. You no, know, you said let's do it, so let's do it. Stop. We'll do it later, okay? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Hey, hey, Baron. No, the Baron has fallen far behind. He slammed on his brakes to he protect didn't... you. The Baron is now far behind you. He didn't pick it up? He didn't come back? Is he started again? I mean, we'll see. Let's do a loop. A loop? A loop? Baron. No. no it's just As the bear quick, flies quick. back, he goes, don't do a loop. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that would be one of the top five dumbest things you could do. We got a loop. Don't <laughs> loop. Remember, you're still bo- you're still both behind Speedsica. No, it's okay. I've still got a, I've got a cheat code for this. What? You go up ahead. I'll loop back and make sure Baron's okay. Sick. P-A-I-N-T-B-R-U-S-H. She goes from red to yellow. No. Hi. I can tell you. Flies up ahead. I can tell you like it, but I like the red. <laughs> okay, so Gelmire, you're really going back to check on Baron. I'm looping back to get Baron. Okay, we're going to cut away from you for a moment. Meredith. What's up? You're in a commanding second place. Speedsica is a speck in front of you. You're going to have to make up some ground. Okay. But as you do, as this canyon has opened up, you're passing by a huge rock formation when suddenly it explodes. <gasps> Could there be... Sabotage afoot? Would delicious Carmel stoop that low? Find out next week? No, we're <laughs> going to find out this week. Really? Yes. Because nice. it's almost impossible to imagine, but you have more pressing concerns. Namely, these huge falling rocks. What do you do? N-E-E-D-A-B-O-O-S-T. And I slam on the gas. You get another boost, and you weave through these falling rocks. They're crashing all around you, but somehow you find your path. You blast through this cloud of raining dust and rock. And she... So she flies through the cloud, and it glitters down upon her. It's it's like in slow-mo now. And she just looks amazing. She looks like she's emerging as if an angel from the clouds, but like badass. Gelmir pulls up by, uh, by the Baron. What? Baron, you all right? What? Uh, you know, I've seen better days. <laughs> it's not like a Tuesday afternoon in the pleasure pits. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tuesdays, that's just a new Thursdays. Um, 
Oh, that's good. Thank you. Um, so I know how we can get up ahead and get close to... And get... What? Wait, I told you not to loop back under any circumstances. We don't leave our friends behind. I've got your back. I've got your back. Cheat code V-O-L-T-R-O-N. He pulls back <laughs> his bike as... As it, you know, hey, you know what? (laughs) Do it. Cheat code accepted, man. (laughs) The two bikes form into each other to create two skating legs. Two new. We went from two vehicles to two vehicles. Yeah, (laughs) but they are connected. They're connected at a waist. On one side, <laughs> on one side of the waist is Skelmir in his own little pod, and the right next to him is Baron Wait, in his right. pod. Of course, Skelmir in a pod. Does he have like a fake handlebar? Yeah, <laughs> like as if he's driving. Yeah, yeah. Of course, these are Chesterfield star bikes. That's right. these must be the early models back when they could vote from. Exactly. While I was trying to sleep, and I decided to look up more about the Chesterfield. The Chesterfield uh, bikes. Yeah, and you read the Voltron, which you've just done. Exactly. Great job. Now what? Now we get fast and connect to my future wife. Meredith is racing slightly downhill, and she's second place, and she knows that just behind her, her uh, friends are. So she is going to um, she's going to play B A N A N A right left to create an oil slick as if it's like a water. Like a slip and slide to get them to go even faster when they hit Whoa. the downhill section. Nice. Yes. Very good. Okay, but you're coming up on a new obstacle. <gasps> Ahead of you is a fork in the path. On one side, there are maybe, let's say, 30 big arrows mm-hmm. pointing left. There are flashing ones, there are ones that are like cursive ones, there are like big black ones, yeah. and they're all pointing in that direction. Yeah. And there's another, you can also go right. Mm-hmm. The left side looks uh, rugged and tough and dangerous. And the right path looks very clear and flat. As Meredith approaches the fork, she thinks to herself, explorers take the road less traveled. And she takes the smooth path. (laughs) Cue theme. For room. (laughs) She goes really fast onto the smooth path. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. And great and good. It's smooth. She wins. It was in the description. <laughs> An incredibly risky maneuver, Meredith. Oh my god. I know. In a world where this race is being held fairly. But it seems that maybe someone out is out to have this go poorly for you. Because you picked the right way. You've taken a huge shortcut. And you see that Speedsica is a little closer. She seems to have taken this path too, but you're making up some ground. Is she in semi precious stone bullet range? No. Okay. But the one thing that could trip you up in this section of the race is in semi-precious stone range. An enormous tower snake. My God. The 500-foot-tall beast suddenly opens its huge mouth as it rises out of the sands. It looks to eat your bike as a little snack. She's riding straight towards him. But coming up from behind her 
are two legs rollerblading with their vroomy, vroomy wheels down the path. And the wheels are covered in oil. So you knew they took the oil slick down the hill, which is how they were able to catch up. Exactly. And also they've done one or two of those... uh, of those uh, Nita boosts, so that's also a, a, an explanation of how we've gotten so close. But there's and only one left. Exactly. Yeah. There's only. Yeah. 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 There's only one left. And Meredith knew that a fellow explorer, her fiance, Galmeyer, would take the road less traveled, the smooth road. <laughs> I wanted the rough road for the bumps. In tandem, Galmeyer and the Baron. Uh, Press a bunch of buttons that make those and all the Baron's creatures are pressing yeah, that that make the legs <laughs> lean, bend down, ready to jump towards Meredith. And as they jump, Gelmir says, "Meredith, put in the cheat code that your forefathers put in for the original bikes." There's no way he means V O L T R O. And I did mean that, baby. Yes. Yay. We are fucking insane. Wild. Cheat code fucking accepted, y'all. Oh. She ascends. With oars and errs and clanks. <laughs> no, it's one thing when one star bike combines with another star bike. But when a third star bike enters the picture, it becomes more complex by a by an exponential degree. The Meredith star bike, which as you can guess, she's made a couple modifications too. Opens up and builds an entire torso and arms and head. This is a full-fledged mech. And this is why she grabbed that oldest bike. Yeah. Who is she? The mech. I know who you are. Oh. Welcome! <laughs> it's me again! She, she's a beauty. You've only seen full-on Chesterfield mechs like this in history books. And great beautiful paintings in the finest museums in the galaxy. Gentlemen, we have two options. Uh, two. Okay, yeah, what are those? We could win this fucking race. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. These mechs are also equipped for space, so we could just fucking go back up to the ship right now. Yeah. No. Not while I'm here. I love it. Yes, I fucking love fuck. This is yeah. why he's yeah. officiating our fuck. wedding. Yes. Nobody God. gets in the way of planning your wedding. <laughs> and as he says that, the jaws of the gaping maw of the tower snake collapse onto you. We punch our way through it. <laughs> A laser sword erupts from the back of the tower and slices it open. Rocket boots propelling our mech out of the rockets that are blood and gore. I would make you roll, but listeners, at the moment that Taylor said laser sword, everyone in this recording booth <laughs> shot their hands in the air in perfect synchronicity, and I just have to honor that. Thank you. It was really cool. Yeah, that also works in American court. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, great. You blast through the skull of this tower snake and free yourself and find yourself barreling back on the course. What do you do? How close are we to the person ahead of us? Speedsica? Yeah. Why? She looks like she's only a half a mile ahead. We can do this. You better do it fast because in the distance, you can just barely make out. Is that? Yes, the stands. You're nearing the finish line. Okay. Um, Meredith has one more ace up her sleeve. She calls out P-A-I-N-T-B-R. 
U-S-H. And the mech goes invisible. Whoa, that was... I so we're, Are we anti-red now? Because we sort of connected... No, I, no we're going back. The yellow is a mistake. We're definitely going to red. Okay, and, just... and while they're talking, the Baron inputs N-E-E-D-A-B-O-O-S-T. G-code accepted. The mech begins running. The mech is sprinting faster and faster. You're making up ground. It you're looks doing, like ice skating, right? You're doing it. Sort of. Yeah. Or rollerblading. <gasps> Even cooler. <laughs> there it is. There she is. Speedsica, you're going to pass her. When suddenly... <gasps> what? Speedsica no. pulls her e-brake. <laughs> she does it. She drifts into that turn right in your way. She's suddenly not become a, a competing racer. She's become an obstacle for you to trip over. Spin! B-A-N-A-N-A, right, left, oil flies in all directions. <laughs> oh. so, we're so, spinning so, as if on ice. So we're like pirouetting right yeah. now? Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, in the air, yes, Yeah, 100%. And oil's just flying in all directions. Meredith, you're a gifted racer. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say that you know what you're doing here. I'm going to say you can make a prepared lasers roll. Six. It's obviously not going to work. The oil paints her in that iridescent oil shimmer that we all know from grocery and store love. parking lots after it just rained. Yeah. yeah. You two go on ahead. I've never understood what it meant before to commit to another living thing until I saw how perfect you two were for each other Stop. and how no other sentient organism could ever be right for one of you as much as the other one. <laughs> I'm making a real mess of my words. No, it's... You're a real one without me. No. No. No, and tell Ozymandias to give... If you want to deal on the chief and the bicken at 4.50, Ozymandias can make it happen. Goodbye! And I, the Baron pulls the reverse eject button, which instead of shooting you up, shoots you down. <laughs> to the ground. There's two eject buttons and there's one that points up and one that points down and he pulls the down one and it shoots him right down at Speedsica. Great. With that, the entire Voltron separates and Meredith, yours reverts back to its natural star bike shape but in the process of that transformation and that release, you are propelled over Speedsica's star bike. I want to try and grab Gelmer's arm and pull him onto my bike. We're okay. like trapeze artists yeah. on make exactly a, the same page. Make a feelings roll. You're doing this for love, right? <sighs> yeah. Yeah, Joe. I got a three. <laughs> Fuck. Wait, <laughs> Didn't work. Your, your Four. Uh, was I prepared, though? We're so in love. Gelmeyer, you can roll. <gasps> yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. That's feelings. That yeah. works. That works. That works. That works. Feelings. You grab her. Feelings up. Yeah. Meredith, you reach out. He slips through your fingers. <gasps> Gelmeyer, you find an extra inch. And you grab her hand. Ah! Ah, Got you. You got me. You got me. She pulls him around, so he's big spooning her, (gasps) and she drives hard to the finish line. Oh my god, this is so fucking hot. 
I was just going to say that, like, is this what it's like when you're riding me as the horse? Because now me riding you feels fucking crazy. A little bit, but not really. Here we go. Okay, <sighs> we're coming up on it. We're here. We're going to win, baby. Let's do this. We're going to fucking win. We're going to fucking Oh, oh shit. So I'm going to win you so hard. Oh, you won me, baby. You Did I? Did I? I'm going to win you again. You hear the <laughs> crowd as you're coming in to the finish line. For a moment, they're all like, huh? And then they're like, okay. And they start cheering yeah. loudly. Oh, hey. You're doing it. You're doing it. You've won. Yay. Yay. Oh, man. It sucks that the Baron died. No, you look back and the Baron and Spitzica are fucking <gasps> in the middle of the show. <laughs> oh, my God. God. That guy is such a player. Dude, he fucking rules. Yeah, I really like him. Can I actually say something? Do you think he wants to come over for dinner? He's definitely coming over for dinner. Yes! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yes! I don't know if he's orgasming or saying yes. If that's saying right. yes! Oh, yay! I think we'll know when he's orgasming. That, yeah, I think you're right. A, a ball of light explodes <laughs> from where the <laughs> It looks like the Akira explosion. <laughs> this, the arena is cast into negative. And that's actually the first Akira reference of this episode. The Avatar. There wasn't, there wasn't another one. <laughs> Eventually... Baron and Spitzica wander over to the finish line, and there, standing before them, is delicious. Hmm. Well, well, well. You've survived! How pleasant for me. The outcome I always hoped for. What? Congratulations. You've earned the enduring respect and admiration of the people of Room X9. For as I have always said, on Room X9, the speed moon, you live or die by how fast you fly. Mm, he does say that before, and so I think that he means it when he says it this time, too. Yeah. So, Baron, you may keep Ozymandias in your employ, but I hope you treat him well. I think I'm prepared to treat him more well than I ever have before. As a show of goodwill, Ooh. I'll refuel and resupply your ship. And as a sporting man, I promise not to notify the Corexians of your presence here for another three days. Okay. That's really big of you, man. I do want to say that we truly do appreciate that because you didn't have to and you are, and so that just it means a lot to all You're right, I didn't have to. I, I don't have to. I know, that's why I'm saying we appreciate it so much. Yes. Right. Good, good. Yeah. So it's good of I, you. And you know what? In a show of good faith, Governor takes out his nunchuck and hands it to Delicious and says, I'd like you to have these. Awesome. I don't want that. You, But but I didn't have to give them to you. I know, but I don't want them. But I'm giving them to you now. And I'm fine. Take them, please. He keeps hitting himself in the face. Okay, but I'll throw them away. You can treasure them. <laughs> okay. And he takes them. <laughs> Gamer turns back uh, a little too big for his britches. Yeah, see, I, it was it was a good thing I had these the whole time. Good thing I established that. You hear the clang of like two sticks being thrown in a trash can. Hey, Gilma, Meredith, hmm. what about you say we make the head count four hundred and fifty-one? Did we already move up to fifty? I think no, we did. We, we did. talked about it. We did. we did. Well, because he's giving us a deal, at, and we could. You're totally getting a break fill on the bacon seats, you know. Okay. Okay. Sure. Four fifty-one. For him. For oh, him. We're oh, yeah. Him. For me. <gasps> yeah. Come to our wedding. 
Well, if it's a Chesterfield affair, I can't help but show a little face, I suppose. It's gonna be a Chesterfield affair. Yeah, and uh, but at this point, we're not offering plus ones because we are still trying to. Well, let's see. If your invitation says and guest, please feel free to bring someone. If it doesn't, I need a plus four. Celebrate with just you. Okay. Well, you know. 500 is a much rounder number than 451. Honey, I think right. <laughs> let's talk about this later. Uh, no, no, let's let's solve it now. So, <laughs> <laughs> what adventure lies next amongst these those stars of space? Oh, these those stars of space stars Ali Fisher, Branson Reese. Carly Minardo, Christopher Hastings, Taylor Moore, Tim Platt, and Joe Lepore as everything and everyone else. Produced by Joe Lepore and Taylor Moore at Fortunate Horse, our theme and additional music is composed by Huge Today. See you next time, Cosmic Voyagers, for another story from Oh These, Those Stars of Space. Space.